Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, great selection of new and pre-owned inventory. And a great sales staff that is there for you. Not just there for the sale, they're there to save you money. And a service department there to back it all up with awesome technicians ready to serve you with the diagnostics, the inspections, all the routine maintenance, and more of those awesome technicians being sought right now by SMC because the business is booming. So whether you've got some experience, you're looking for a first job or a career change, They'd love to hear from you. Stop by in person, apply online at sunburymotors.com, or you can call Todd at 286-7746. All right, so let's uh, set the tone. Go ahead. What's bothering you over at the Bitterness Cafe where, let's face it, the beef is served raw? That's what they call a uh, beef gazpacho, I think is how they call it. No, it's just called bad. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got this message for Mr. Quez Watkins. After the Eagles signed the former Falcons receiver Almighty Zacchaeus, who had a big year last year for the Falcons, he tweeted out the following quote, I'm going to make you all eat every bleeping word. Well... I say, good. Maybe you can catch or hold on to the football this time. A little presumptuous of you to go out and say something like that when uh, you've got that all against your back. Now, he did say he, he did have these kind of motivating tweets out there already that he wants to be better than last year, this and that. He said that in the media. So this isn't anything new. But to come out and say something like this after this is done, I think you need to let your game speak for itself if you want to prove people wrong and keep your mouth shut on social media. Just work on catching and holding on to the football. I'm not asking for much. If you would have done that, you wouldn't have this problem. Who is this? Quez Watkins. He went to with the Falcons? No, the Eagles signed a new receiver, one of the from the Falcons last year. He had a career year for the Falcons last year. Almighty Zacchaeus. Okay. And then as soon as the Eagles made that signing, Quez Watkins tweeted that out. 
because obviously the Eagles are making that signing to give Watkins some competition at the slot spot. Hmm. And you read these things? I don't go out of my way to read it, but I see I saw it on social media today, so there it is. It's kind of a lonely world, isn't it? For him right now, yeah. I'm talking about for you. I'm worried about you. <laughs> I just give you my honest opinion. Hmm. Well, uh, it's really I, that. That's nice. I'm glad they can. I. <laughs> I really have no reaction to it. I really could care less. <laughs> um. Okay. Was that it? I mean, was that the the big one? Or well, on another Eagles note, so I guess Eagles, uh, when did they play again? September. Okay. Yes, Let's that's check. correct. Okay. I guess they made an announcement on the website, the team website, that they were bringing in Matt Patricia as a defensive assistant of some sort. So everybody was tweeting about it, and then they pulled it off the website, and now. Like the Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman are meeting with the media now, and they're asked about it. And Sirianni said it's trending that way that they're bringing in Matt Patricia. Nothing official, but it's trending that way. And he, then he was asked about Darius Slade because the two of them had some issues in Detroit, and they said they're not worried about any potential relationship issues there. I don't know how I feel about this because he doesn't have the greatest track record lately, whether as a head coach or a coordinator. And there's also the prior issues with Darius Slade in their days in Detroit. And you already had a somewhat tense contract negotiation to bring Darius Slade back. So I don't know if that's necessarily a good move on the Eagles' part. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I'm not thrilled to see that he's going to be on the staff. Let's go back to the uh, uh, previous, the penultimate uh, sentence. What was that? What was your next to last sentence? Maybe I'm, I'm not... over, maybe I'm overthinking it. Oh, <laughs> yes. You just described the entire segment. All right. Oh, my almighty! First of all, the guy has... He's being brought on as another assistant analyst, whatever. Has he been around the block? Yes. Has he coached in big games? Yes. Do I care if he gets along with Darius Slay? No. It's Darius Slay's fault. Guess what? He tells you to do something, go do it. <laughs> He's not the coordinator, right? Is he no. the position is he the position coach? No, and it is official now. He's the new senior defensive assistant. Okay, that's fine. It's just another voice in the room. 
Okay? But the coordinator makes and the position coach makes the decision on what they're going to do. Right? So what do you care? You make mountains out of mohills. Like most of this stuff you is nothing. <laughs> you sit there and go, okay. The Eagles just can't afford to make any false any false moves, any bad moves with this window that they have of trying Excuse to Excuse me. Can anybody? Can anybody afford to make bad moves? In that sense, no. No, nobody can. So it's like that's the same bar for everybody. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. You can't act like you're walking on glass. I mean, seriously. No offense. What about this? In the draft coming up next week, you're going to be a wreck. (laughs) I, I am very anxious for the draft, yes. My goodness. But in a good way, because I'm excited to see what the Eagles can do. They'll do something that'll freak you out. It's possible. All right. By the way, Jimmy Christ, who uh, transferred out of Penn State, is going to go to the University of Virginia. Okay. We'll start with that there. Penn State basketball, when we get Nate on, we'll talk about the um, the transfer they just got. He's allowed to say it. I'm not. That, you know, until whatever. We all know what the rules are. I told you the rules a thousand times, and that's just the way it is. Um, but I try to do the best I can to follow them. Um. Kings fans will not be allowed to bring cowbells into the uh, uh, Warriors arena tonight in San Francisco. Uh, Let's see. One game going on now in baseball, and then everything else is later. And the Red Sox lead the Twins 10-1, bottom of the sixth. Uh, Lightning and Leafs tonight, game two. Tampa Bay won the opener. Rangers-Devils tonight. Rangers won the opener. Kraken-Avs tonight in Denver. Seattle won the opener. Uh, Winnipeg Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. Winnipeg won the opener. Last night, the Bruins, turnovers crushed them. They And they lost. They got crushed 6-3 by Florida. Carolina is the only one that's up two games to none right now, and they won in overtime to do it. And the NBA playoffs resume tonight as well. Sixers-Nets says here that uh, Durant and Irving will not play. Hmm. Oh, my almighty! I think that gives the Sixers an advantage, don't you think? Yeah. Just a slight advantage, sure. Yeah. Talk about lucking out in the opening round. Kings and Warriors, Kings up two games to none. Suns and Clippers tonight in Los Angeles tied at a game apiece. So that's the way that's playing out. Madison Bumgarner 
had signed this massive deal with Arizona. Well, today, they designated him for assignment, which means bye-bye. That means they're going to eat $34 million. He was owed $20.4 million for the remainder of this year and $14 million for next season. Once he clears waivers, and let's be honest, it's unlikely a team's going to trade for him. Uh, Bumgarner would be eligible to sign with any team for the major league minimum of $720,000. Against the Cardinals the other day, I mean, Bumgarner was so dominant in the early to mid uh teens but his fastball was 89.5 the other night that was the average 89.5 and he got hit hard the exit velocity was over 100 on 5 of those hits So, looks. I mean, I mean, it looks to me like the Yankees will take him in. Then they, you know they'll try to sell it as World Series hero joins Yankees. You know they'll try and get a sellout out of it, and that'll be you know. Then he'll be bad. You'll complain, and we'll go from there. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Mr. Cortez tonight against Patrick Sandoval. In fact, that's this afternoon. Okay. Cortez, good start, 2-0, 2.60. Sandoval, eh, not so great. 1-0, 1.23. Oh, wait, that's really good. Okay. You had no idea what they were facing tonight. No, I knew that. I knew it was going to be a pitcher's duel today. Wow. Or potential judges, pitcher's duel. Wow, Judge is up to 274 now. Wow, that really, what a great average. All right, um, <laughs> that kind of money used to be hitting 374. All right. Um, Still not a bad night last night. He made two plays. We're good. Okay. How many plays were there in the game? Three, actually. Oh, 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 sweet God. Oh, everybody stop. He made three. <laughs> oh, everybody stop. Five billion dollars. He made three plays. Great. He already took one away. What was the other one he made? He had another big diving catch in the ninth inning to keep the game tied and sent it to extras. Oh, you know what? I saw that play. The average player actually would have caught that on the run. All right. Um. Okay. Yeah. You thought that was a great play? I mean, he got a late jump, but he had to dive. He had no choice. He needs to be better at a lot of things. Yeah. But you know what he's really good at? You know what he's really, really good at, Aaron Judge? Come on, you can answer this. Getting paid? Direct deposit. All right, we'll come back with uh, more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. 
Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. plays are there in a baseball game? <laughs> made three? Otani's going to pitch on Friday against somebody. He, I mean, he's going to make more than three plays. He made three plays? Ah, and the other night he made none. So he's averaging 1.5. Well, he made up for it the other night. Right. I mean, sit down. He's not doing anything. I mean, God, you might as well bother taking the kid to the game. Kids never going to stand up. Golly, you guys are getting fleeced. All right. <laughs> By the way, when's your next road trip? Um, This weekend, I think. I think they have the Blue Jays coming up after tonight. And then... Are you sure? I mean, I, yeah. mean, I, mean, I think those, those games are going to be played, I think, in uh, Newburgh. Uh, so <laughs> they're going to go up to where Hudson Valley is, play them there. Well, that's not bad. And then our, our good buddy uh, Joe Facile can make the call. Uh, exactly. But, I mean, the Yankees are going to leave the state. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> not going to leave the state. Yeah. Next week, Monday, they go to Minnesota for a three-gamer. Then they go to Texas for a four-gamer. You don't even have it right. Okay. That's fine. Do you follow the sport? <laughs> Yeah, they got. Yeah, they finish with L.A. tonight, Toronto this weekend, with, then they do the road trip. You finish with one guy. Oh, the Toronto's at home. Yeah, Toronto's at home. Of course it's at home. Yeah, and then they go to <laughs> – then, then they're on the road all next week. At Minnesota for three oh. and at Texas for four. And they still won't be back to even at home and away. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> hey, don't you guys ever play on the road? We just play them. I don't know. Golly. It's 162 games of the season. You guys play 120 at home. And act like nobody will ever notice. <laughs> All right, Nate Power, what, next half hour? Correct. Good. All right, we've got a lot to talk to him about that with Beaver Stadium, basketball recruiting, uh, transfers, and uh, football as well. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. So in one week, he's made three plays. 
We're just talking in one series. He's made three plays. Yeah, but I'm talking about the past week. It's been a little lean. And I don't mean like making like some routine catch where he jogs in two steps. It's all right. He made up for it last night. No, making up for it would be like like hitting four home runs in a postseason series. He doesn't really do that, does he? Well, we got to wait till October. In a lot of ways, Tino Martinez was a better postseason player. All right, uh, that's okay. Um, I think Tino threw out a first pitch the other day. It's like, wow, it's great to see somebody in the building has rings. All right, uh, good. Uh, let's get to uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a tough time for you, hasn't it? You're hoping the Sixers make up for all this angst, aren't you? Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf Online, sunburymotors.com. And uh, Nate Bauer on 3.com, Blue White Illustrated joins us. Sir, welcome. Hey. It's uh, it's 80-something degrees out right now. The fact yeah. that I can reach you must mean you had an early round. No, you know what? It's been a busy, it's been a busy day, Steve. Yeah, We've got a lot of things to talk about. It has been a busy day. Uh, I'll start with the football part first on Beaver Stadium. So they've already talked about that they want to do renovation, and that could be a price tag in the end of, I don't know, $700 million, something like that, maybe in that mm-hmm. area. Obviously, numbers can go up. Uh, but what is the next step with the Board of Trustees based on your reporting? Okay, so the the next thing that they have to do is get this plan to the board for approval. And the key element here, and I kind of I held back a little bit in terms of the the story itself because I just wanted to put the the nuts and bolts out there of you know focusing on the west side of the stadium and some of the luxury options and and how it's used as a revenue generator. Uh, but the the little caveat to that is they're not going to ask for it in all one shot, right? Right. They're going to go to the board and say, we need $200 million. Like, this is the first phase of this project. They're going to ask for $200 million uh, on May 4th and 5th, whichever day it is uh, that they end up getting in front of those those uh, ladies and gentlemen of the Board of Trustees. And it's going to presumably, upon their approval, get the ball rolling. Right and getting the ball rolling, uh, as we know, this is a, a painstaking process. This has taken a decade plus to to really kind of get things moving on this. There's, there's been a lot of paralysis by analysis, but uh, it it opens the door to to bids, right? <laughs> like to put to putting yeah. it out for bid to having uh, architects and and all of that side of things. Um, really start to, to get the wheels in motion. So it's, it is the first, as I'm framing it, kind of first real, like, concrete step. This is happening. It's, it's in the beginning stages of happening. Is the thought process uh, that it's the west side based on the fact that 
you can build suites around it while tearing down the press box to do it. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. It is. Uh, it is. Uh, there's a little bit of creative accounting going on here, right? Like this sure. is this is an opportunity to do a sort of a fiscally prudent thing on the front side of it, right? So you're you're, you're creating revenue generation that doesn't currently exist. You, you have the Mount Nittany uh, the Mount Nittany Club, obviously in those club seats. You have what's on the east side of the stadium and then the president's suite and all of those things uh, that are currently for sale. But there's really none of that on the west side of the stadium. And so by creating a luxury option, and, and it's more than just the box, right? You, you've got upgraded seats. You've got upgraded amenities. All of those things create opportunities for revenue that don't currently exist. So if you can get those, if you can sell all that stuff, then now it makes it a little more feasible, a little more palatable to address some of the rest of the project, which is obviously contains, um, you know, pressing matters, I would call it, in terms of structural stability, concourse safety and the, the right like the 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 breadth of the concourse creating all of those different avenues for a hundred thousand people to, to flow correctly uh, those are the things that I think uh, well not I think I know <laughs> are going to be addressed uh, as this thing progresses and plus suites on the west side are extremely valuable because those are the suites that end up with the sun behind you. Yep. And I think that that is something that's a, like, I don't think it's something people think about, but the reality yeah. is they're more valuable because of it. Yep. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, I, I had not thought of that, so I appreciate you bringing it, uh, bringing it up. But I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's just an untapped resource. And, and look, you're still talking about a Penn State athletic department that intends to be and is self-sustaining so right. if the university is not going to pay for this and the students aren't going to pay for it right through tuition hikes and all of, all of that stuff then you've got to figure out some ways to, to get to that number and to get to where you need to be and this is really the first phase the first step of being able to achieve that and that will be on May 4th and 5th is when the tr Board of Trustees meeting is. That's correct. Next part, basketball. Um, the recruiting trail right now for this staff, of course, is not only looking at trying to get guys to sign in November, but they need immediate help, and that means the transfer portal, they took another important step today. Yes, very much so. They picked up a commitment from Zach Hicks, the – Height and weight are debatable depending on who you talk to, but I've got him at six eight, hundred and ninety five pounds. He's I, I don't really think forward, right? Even a small forward is necessarily applicable. He's not like Seth Lundy in my mind. This is a kid who is a spot up three point shooter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? right. Like that's that's yep, what that's he what does. He is, he is a yep. 36% from deep, 
for his career. Uh, if you look at the numbers, I mean, it's uh, off the top of my head. I don't have it right now, but like, I don't know, 80% of his shots are three pointers, right? Yes. It's, it's a, it's a very, he's a, he's a high volume three point shooter, but also of the shots that he takes, so many of them, uh, such a high percentage are three pointers. So like the, the, you can see when you watch his highlights, how, what, what Ace Baldwin does fits into this, right? Yes, that's right. Driving, driving kick, driving kick, because this, this is a guy who is not going to, I'm not saying he can't create his own shot, but his best shot is going to be off of the dribble of Ace Baldwin. Ace Baldwin's going to drive to the hole. He's going to kick. This kid can shoot it, and he'll make it. And that'll be the big difference because Temple didn't have a lot around him, which I think for, made him force a few shots along the way. I think he'll have fewer four shots with, because of Ace Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that's totally true. It's it's interesting to me because some of the I'm not going to call it early reviews, but you could see the offensive efficiency numbers for Rhodes at VCU weren't lights out, right? It's not that wasn't really what they did. They did defense. Right? Yeah. It's a strong right. defending backbone. They want to create turnovers. They want to create points off of those turnovers. And then, you know, you've got this Joe Crispin influence and maybe some of that melding together of getting up volume shots. But what seems to be standing out to me is they want to – they want – more shooters, they, they, like yes. they need more shooters, and so you just got Jameel Brown to sign back on, and his numbers weren't great last year in the limited time that he had shooting the three. But that's what but he, he does. Can, he, he can shoot though, Nate. I mean, look, I yep. mean, I'm the one that's seen him more than anybody. So, yep. uh, and I can tell you right now, he has a beautiful shot, and this is just a question of him getting regular playing time for everybody to see it. He's got yep. length. Uh, and I think he brings with him. I mean, that's his game. He can hit that shot. I would not doubt he is going to be a thirty-six to forty-two percent three-point shooter when he's all said and done. Absolutely. No, I, I. I mean, all of the buzz for him last year behind the scenes was that right? was that this is a guy. I don't know if he's the, the one thing that stood out to me in through the the course of last year was that Jamil isn't necessarily going to lead any of your statistical categories. He's probably not going to have the most points. He, he might not shoot the highest percentage. Uh, right? Like, you name it, it's, it's not necessarily likely that he'll be number one in any of them, but he might be two in all of them. Mm-hmm. But like, no, he might... he's a good player. Yep, yep. So so this so this adds to that, though. This This is an opportunity with... Zach Hicks on board. Now you've got three guys in through the portal. You've got three guys uh, from Penn State's freshman class last year who are still uh, they're going to stick with the program. And it's you know plowing ahead, moving on. <laughs> you've got they've got so much to do, and this is going to be a month long process for them. And there's going to be some wins. Uh, yesterday there was a little bit of a loss with with Maddox ending up choosing George Mason, but yeah, you know that, that's that's how it's going to shake out. There's just there's going to be some ups and some downs, and this is part of it. 
Yeah, I mean, there's no question. Man, that that's just the nature of the portal. These guys are being re-recruited again, and this is what people have to realize. There are some guys out there that love the process of being re-recruited, so they're taking yep. all their visits. Yep, no question, no question about it. And and look, I, I'm I'm trying not to sound sensationalist when I bring this up, but NIL is a huge part of it. Well, it just is, it is. Uh, for it is. the transfers, even more so than high school seniors and high school recruits the the Mm -hmm. transfer portal market is about what is the bag for next year and if you have two years of eligibility what is it after that and i'm not saying that it's every time you're going to go to the highest bidder that every kid's going to do that that's not the case but you've got to be competitive and from a coaching staff standpoint you've got to figure out how you want to allocate your resources Right? What do you want to commit to? Is is this guy worth this? If he's not, it you know sometimes you might have a great relationship that you have to move on from because the expectations from both sides don't don't match. They don't meet. Uh, people don't realize that Evan Mahaffey and I saw Evan yesterday, talked to him briefly, and then Keva are still working out with the team, even though yep. they they have made other uh, visits along the way. Evan, not as much. I think I don't really. He's made two. I think. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, any particular read on them for the audience? Yeah, I would say that. Uh, and again, this is kind of a buzz thing, right? Um, I yeah. think that Keba is less likely to return of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it just just seems as though his interests are you know maybe a little bit more external than internal he took he obviously took a visit to notre dame earlier this week uh so so that's kind of where i'm at on him i i i put it out there and i would say it again i would be surprised if he returned to penn state but Mm -hmm. certainly i'm not ruling it out of the equation or out of the question evan is a little bit more of a toss-up um he visited ohio state and he visited dayton and as far as i can tell his visits are done. He, he doesn't intend to go on any more visits. That doesn't mean that Notre Dame is necessarily out of the picture there for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just feeling things out. Right? Right. <laughs> and, and you know, there's, there are, it's not just the kid making decisions. Um, and that's of course not. at all levels of this sport, but particularly you know in the portal it is there's a heavy influence for parents and handlers and those kind of things and a lot of times it just comes down to figuring out what works for everybody right what what fits the best and so that's that to me my read is on Evan Penn State very much has an opportunity they've worked hard to establish a relationship there they have tried to maintain that they've tried to to get him to understand how he fits in Penn State's system, what what Mike Rhodes wants to do. And and you know this as well as I do. He fits perfectly. Yes, he does. <laughs> He's exactly the kind of player he wants. Yep. So so you know, but but the the fascinating thing to me is how decisions of others influence other decisions, right? It's not n- none of this stuff is happening in a vacuum. So right. getting Ace Baldwin on board 
right from the get go is is a huge boost. It, it helps <laughs> if, you're, if you're having no maybe you can look around and say, hey, this is the guy that you got now at point guard. This is who we've got at shooting guard. This is the the spot up three that we have. So I think all of that you know tends to be overlooked. I think a little bit in how it influences players' decisions, but. You know, it'll it'll be one of those factors for him. And very quickly, so everyone understands, Mike Rhodes' philosophy is a lot like James Franklin. He wants to recruit as many three to five year players as possible, and then oh. eventually fit transfers in as time goes. And that's what he did. For example, at VCU, he needed more shooting, so one of the Hartford shooting guards, because I mean they were going from one to three uh, in terms of division, they brought him in. You know, to be you know, a guy from the outside that can hit, that's actually what Mike eventually wants to do, but he just can't do that right now. Yeah. No, and, and look, there's they are recruiting a, a class of 2023 20, guys. There, there are yeah. high school seniors, guys who are in yeah. a similar situation to – Right, it's not. It's not like Kerry Booth and Logan Imes and Braden Shrewsbury are alone in their head coach leaving. That's right. right. That's right. So, so there are others out there who have set up visits or are going to check Penn State out, and and it's just it's a really it's a really difficult situation I think to manage because there's so many moving parts. But the end product of this is trying to create something resembling normalcy and a and a um, an order to how your classes are stacked you don't just want one-year guys like that can't be the way that you do this in the transfer portal because you're back in the same spot next year so that's you know that's what they're that's what they're fighting for right now and we'll see over the next couple of months how they do <laughs> well today was an important step and helped them so absolutely yeah. So there's no question. Uh, so far, the, you know, and look, they were going to need transfer portal guys. Even if Mike had stayed, they were going to need transfer portal guys. At and minimum, six. Six. Yep. <laughs> so, so right. at minimum, they needed six, whether Mike had stayed or not. Right. And right now, they're looking they're at as, as right now they have three, and they they might need five more. How about that? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Get that. Uh, you're so close to a single-digit ha- handicap. I apologize for holding you back. You know what? I'm, I'm going to get a couple of couple of reps in after this. Go pick up the kids from daycare and do some grilling. So it's going to be a great day. Perfect. Enjoy it, my friend. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Steve. NatePowerOn3.com, Blue White Illustrated. We'll come back with uh, more in a moment. Uh, Our exclusive Glaber Torres watch will continue. No? Not what you were looking at? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! If we're going to talk about him making sure he doesn't make errors in the field, sure. I mean, I I thought if we talked about, like, any of your players... They're just way better than everybody else. I would definitely not put Glaber Torres in that argument. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. He speaks highly of you. <laughs> it could be worse. Could be a Royals fan. 
They're four and fifteen. Oh, or the Rockies. Well, how about the Pirates? I mean, I mean, let's get. Can we give credit where credit's due? They're twelve and seven. I mean, yes, I they are. I mean, and they're playing really well. You I mean, know what? They're like kind they're, of fun to watch. I mean, I mean, the odd thing is, and I, I, I'm saying this is a compliment to the Pirates. All right, so it's not. You know, their their batting average, the team's twenty five points higher than the Yankees. Do you see that? Yeah, I know. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it really is. They're on base percentages high. They've already hit 25 home runs in 19 games. They're playing 632 ball. I mean, now I realize Colorado's a step above Hudson Valley right now, but still, you take what you can get. <laughs> and they got the and they got the Reds coming in. They got the Reds coming in. And Andrew McCutcheon's hitting 310. Good for him. I'm thrilled for him. Yeah, I'm happy for Pittsburgh. Hopefully, it'll, you know, a nice night like tonight. Hopefully, they'll get a lot of people out there. Come back with more in a moment here on uh, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay.